2019 and the snow is gone. That means it's time for Verdant North. In this episode, Nikki busts open your canned tomato stash for Bloody Marys. Caroline clues you in on when to do spring cleanup, and Dan shares info on choice cherry trees. And here's your host, Caroline Hallstrom. Thanks, Randy. I'm Caroline, your host with the most. My co-host here is Dan Hudson. Hello. And we've got our certified spirit specialist, Nikki Lyons, in the house today as well. Hello. Randy, thanks for that great intro. Uh uh, you want to tell us a little bit about your little foster puppy? Uh, I have a foster dog, uh, Temp Foster, only for a week, hopefully. Uh, his name is Buttons, and he is kind of a thin-haired uh, guy. He kind of he's kind of partially bald kind of dog, <laughs> yeah. if there's a way to put it. He's real patchy. Yep. Um, we say he has the demeaning uh, the demeanor hairline of a, like a middle management guy from a store. <laughs> Um, he works at Best Buy as an assistant to the assistant manager. Yeah, he's assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> but he's here for a week, and he we've if you you're not here with us, but we had a couple false starts mainly because he peed right away and dumped a geyser of, of urine on the floor, and then after that I, I forgot to close the back do- uh, door, and he went downstairs and started getting the cat stuff. So he is really good at podcasting. <laughs> A little troublemaker. Yes, he Hey, is. tiny update from last year. I don't know if you guys remember listening about Ambrose the foster dog or seeing any of our Verdant North posts about the little little black bully dog that has a waggy tail and was so sweet. Um, I made the ladies next door adopt him, so now he's my neighbor dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for like the last three episodes last season, you heard... <laughs> In the background, that was him. So, and now he gets to live by me, and he's so sweet. <laughs> he sits in the in the front door. They'll have like the door open, except the screen door shut. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he'll be sitting, watching out the front window. And when he sees me, I think it's when he sees anybody, but I'm gonna pretend like I'm special. <laughs> when he sees me, he starts shimmying his whole body. He starts wagging and is like, "Please, please, please, come see me." So it's so sweet. It's not every day you get to choose your neighbor dog, right? That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, anything new and exciting in your life, Dan? Uh, I've been traveling a lot. Yeah? Yeah. You have a bunch of trips coming up, too. Yeah. I got Where have you been? Where are you going? I went to Ireland, went to Peru, and going to go to Mexico. I'm so week. jealous. Some we, of it's business, some of it's pleasure. We really needed to do more remotes from different spots for this yeah. podcast because you you are literally everywhere. <laughs> I took some good pictures. There's a really cool vertical garden near the Guinness Storehouse in Dublin. Okay. And it's an unintentional vertical garden. It's like a drippy gutter. Oh. Down like a brick wall. Yeah. And there's all this like moss and like these cool plants that are like growing out of the side of this brick. Nice. Like warehouse. So you're gonna I'll have to throw that up on our Instagram. Yeah, for sure. It's pretty cool. I'll give you the login. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you say it here for all of the listeners to uh, make a login as well? <laughs> we really need help. <laughs> uh, I just need to get better at Instagram. It's hard. Um, Nikki, hello. Hello. What's new in your life? Not a whole lot. I've been kind of hibernating a bit. Set up a nice little home office lounge area. Got some new speakers for my record player. So I just sit there a lot. I've been getting a bunch of records. So like 
going more and more overboard all the, every week, it seems like. <laughs> that's awesome. That's how I like to spend my money completely irresponsibly. But um, so, yeah, I got, a, I got a nice old chair in there. I sit there quite a bit. Oh, nice. And that's, yeah, that's about my life right now because I'm exciting. Hey, that's a good life, though. <laughs> yes. That sounds really good. Well, well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we did our shout outs. I wanted to share one myth really quick that I just learned and I feel dumb that I didn't know this ahead of time. Mm, interesting. So, and I'm jumping the gum slightly, but it's because it was kind of that mind blowing to me, which is really silly. When you hear it, I've built it up too much. It's too much. It's lame. All right, here we go. Um, <laughs> do you know the myth of there? Well, man, I'm not doing the fact, the fact. Okay. Have you heard that ants eat open peonies? I've heard that myth. I know that it's not true. Though. It is bullshit. Yep. And I I did, took so much entomology in college that I'm embarrassed that I didn't <laughs> know until recently. And do you yeah. know what they're actually doing on your peonies? Which it's, it's too soon for peonies in our part of the world, but... You know, I know that they pretty much, if you have a peony, it's going to be covered in ants. Those blooms are always covered in ants. I don't know what they're doing, though. I do. Da, 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 da. So... Actually, the ants start showing up on the peony buds because as the plant is pumping liquid into the leaves and the petals of Mm -hmm. the flower, Mm -hmm. um, mostly petals (laughs) and and like the outside bract area, I didn't mean to say leaves, but as as the flower is getting pumped full of liquids, some of it oozes out and it's, Mm. it's got some, it's not quite like nectar but it's got some nutrients to it so that ants climbing all over your peony buds is an indicator that blooms are going to happen and so it's really easy to think that oh they're eating the flower well kind of not the part you thought they were eating they're not chewing Mm. on anything they're just taking sips and then after the flowers are open and there's not extra plant juice pumping into the flower mm-hmm. they go away yeah. so the ants ants are just an indicator a harbinger a <laughs> harbinger of what to species. come yeah just super i just like had to like stop and go oh my god that makes so much more sense i feel like such a fool for not knowing <laughs> how did i not know this ecology <laughs> degree is garbage <laughs> <laughs> I'm a failure. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was really, that was my one interesting thing that I was like, oh, how did I not know? <laughs> now I know. Anyway. Cool garden fact. Cool garden fact. Uh, myth busted. Uh, but let's bust into these Bloody Marys. Yeah, Nikki, holy smokes. There are three Bloody Marys for each of us. The table with- is covered with beverages it's i feel good about it though yes all sorts um i was a little indecisive for what liquor to mix with them um so i just did a few different ones um so but one of the big things with bloody marys everyone just assumes is just vodka vodka bloody marys they're great but there's so many other delicious things you can put in there whiskey works great gin um this one's i did a tequila and i'm mm-hmm. tequila for one a mezcal for another one and then oh. um absolute pet bar for the vodka one um, so, and it's all with the same mix. So I kind of put together this mix. I was, Pepper. yes, <laughs> yeah. it's spelled weird. It's like P E P P A R. 
it's it's spelled wrong. Like all their you flavors. You said pee-pee. Yeah. <laughs> all of their flavors are spelled very oddly. It's the Swedish. I don't know. I don't know what they do with their lives, but um so um I decided to do a few different ones. Um at first I was gonna do some like fresh tomato bloody mary mixes, but then mm. realized there isn't really that many tomatoes around yet. And I want to do mm. a green one and there's no green tomatoes around, so that's gonna come later. So I decided I was gonna do with canned tomatoes. Mm. I was thinking of this time of year oh, nice. when my grandma, who is nine, just turned 92, wow. I think, um, used to tell me, you know, tell all the stories of, you know, walk up uphill to school both ways and blizzards. And <laughs> though I think that may have actually been what my grandparents did, they're kind of ridiculous people. And they grew up in farms in Southern Minnesota during kind of like during or right after the depression, like, Times weren't good, basically. Got it. Um, so my grandma would tell me how, like, basically at the beginning, you know, through fall, they can everything. And then that's just what they have to eat for the winter. You never know how long winters are going to go. She said by the end of the year, you know, end of the season, all they ever had was canned tomatoes. So basically they just ate canned tomatoes till it got warm again, apparently. So I was like, I'll make something with canned tomatoes, you know, since we're having a nice little um, Sunday afternoon recording session. So um, I wanted to do something like a little bit more of like a smoky style okay. and something a little bit spicy. Okay. So what I did is I just got a can of like diced roasted tomatoes Ooh, and okay. um, and then a little can of the chipotle peppers. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find it at most, gro- most grocery stores or Target. I buy everything at Target, <laughs> like all my food, everything I own. Um, and then I did some fresh cilantro. Um, I had some... Uh, freeze-dried shallots and minced garlic. So pour that in there. Um, I don't think I put anything else in there. That might have been it. So um, threw all that in a blender and just blended it a bunch. And then we, yep, came up with a little mix here. And so, yep, I did tequila, mezcal, which is kind of like a smoky tequila. I'll explain. eh, It's too long to explain mezcal. So (laughs) it's delicious. If you see it anywhere, drink it. It's beautiful. Just avoid any with a worm in there. Any mezcals with worms Uh, aren't good mezcals. But... And then with vodka. So, and oh, and I of course did a beer back. So, for listeners outside of the Midwest, you may not know this beautiful tradition we have of every time you get served a Bloody Mary, you get a little, little cup of beer with it. Um, it's debated where it started, most likely started Wisconsin. It's just, it makes sense. Typical. Yeah, if someone said it started Wisconsin, I'm like, yep, that makes a lot of sense. So I did Miller High Life, good Wisconsin <laughs> classic, seemed to fit in. Uh, yeah. Um, yep, so yep, when you have your beer back, some places they call it a snit, we just call it beer back or a chaser. Um, you got to do a good, you know, American lager style, good cheap beer. Um, you know, High Life, Hams is another good choice, oh, PBR, um, Coors Light Works. Something cheap. Yep. Minnesota, you got our <laughs> Mick Golden Light here. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of, I think it's Sunday afternoon. This is festive, and hope you guys enjoy. Well, awesome. cheers. Let's start with the tequila one, yeah. which should be the closest one to you. Click, click, click of tiny, tiny plastic cups. Right, here uh, I like to have beer after my liquor. It's like dessert. <laughs> <laughs> beer dessert. Mm. Also, in my little quick Google search mm. of the history, they're like, they also thought it might cut down on the spiciness. Because as for a lot of Midwest people, tomatoes are spicy. So <laughs> you need something to cut through that. So little High Life does a, does a good, good job of that. Especially if there's a little bit of cracked pepper or something yeah. in there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> cracked pepper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I chopped up a poblano pepper and 
threw that in there too. Oh man, these this mix of peppers is good. All right, I'm gonna try the mezcal. I, I have to say, I am blown away by how good this is. Yeah. Like I think I've only ever had Bloody Marys from like a mix uh-huh. that you would get at the store. I've never had one that's like freshly prepared. This is delicious. Yeah, it makes a big difference. Like there's definitely some quality mixes out there, but yeah, it's you know when you have to add all the stuff to make it shelf stable, things like that. It kind of mm-hmm. just loses you know loses a lot it's, so. it tastes fresh yes you know yep. it tastes like a fresh i think the the fresh cilantro probably helps oh, with that i'll bet that's a lot of a lot of that yeah oh yeah and there's mm-hmm. fresh lime juice that smoky mezcal is mm, that might be my favorite of the three nice can you give us your recipe on this and we'll stick it on the internet yep i can try at least from what I remember. I kind of just started putting flavors I liked in a blender and blended them. So, but I'll kind of try to get the basics and you can kind of doctor it however you like. So, what do you have available? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. With mezcal, I'm trying to tell the, I'm trying to tell the difference and there's definitely a difference. It's just, I don't know how to word it correctly. Um, I'd say probably mezcal has a smokiness. Smoky. Like you'd think of yeah. like a Isla Scotch is smoky. And that actually comes from, so tequila, they roast the agaves in these brick ovens. Mm-hmm. Well, good tequilas, they use the hornos, what they're called for brick ovens. Um, mm-hmm. And then for mezcal, what they do, they actually throw it into a pit with um, hot stones and mm-hmm. cover it with, use agave leaves. So it creates, so it smokes it instead of just cooking it. Oh, wow. And so that's where that smoky flavor comes from. It, it it's good. adds such a really, oh, yeah. really sophisticated note to... You can tomatoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> it tastes great. This is a very sophisticated uh, drinking you, session. You know, after you drink something a little bit thick, like a Bloody Mary, having an ice cold lager chaser is really refreshing. It's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really was like one of the greatest inventions out of the Midwest. And should we gonna say? Should we try the vodka one now? Yes, go for it. Oh, yep. And then garnish, as you know, we can garnish them with all sorts of stuff. Places will have lobster tails and burgers and steak and all sorts of stuff. And um, my favorite ever ever got garnish with a burger. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mini burgers on sticks. Um, I'm pretty sure Mar- oh, Margaritaville does that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Things like that. Oh. If you get to a chain, Margaritaville. Yep. Um, one of my favorites I ever had. It was somewhere in Uptown a while ago, um, but they did one of the like ham, cream cheese, and pickle roll-ups. Oh, a bunch of those wow. steered on there, and that Min- was Minnesota sushi. Oh yeah, it was <laughs> it was amazing. So in my normal, I'm always too lazy to put together garnishes for these. I just threw a bag of celery sticks on the table, so <laughs> let people pick at them. And so, but yep, you can put any sort of things in there. And if you have things like canned green beans or pickles or all sorts of stuff you might have canned before winter, if you're like prepared with things like that. Pickled asparagus, yes. pickled yep. okra. I'm dying to like crunch this uh, celery. All right, quick right. crunch session. Everybody get it out Do of your it. system. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> this is a solid crunch. Okay, solid I'm done. Crunch. All right, we're, we are good for our sound effects album, everybody. <laughs> okay. That's okay. track five. Oh, man. All right. Well, this was delicious. I think my favorite one is the regular tequila one. I like nice. them all, but... I keep going back to that one, and it's it's awesome. Mm-mm-mm. Thank you so much, Nikki. All right, I wanted to start talking about uh, spring cleanup because everyone's getting really antsy to be outside and and get their yards going, and especially the peonies. <laughs> I'm sorry. Very antsy. It was. 
Oh, you're the worst. I think I like it. Um, Spring cleanup. If you listened last fall, we talked about not cleaning your garden up really severely, not Mm -hmm. giving Mother Nature a Brazilian, as uh, (laughs) Kiss My Aster would say. Anyhow, right now is... It's almost time, but it's not yet time. And here is why you don't want to yet clean up your yard. There are a lot of insects that live in hollow stems and leaf litter. And right now, in Minnesota anyway, we're we're expecting more snow next week. It's gone for now. We don't have any tulips yet. Next week we'll have like a couple of days of potential snow, but it could be like up to a foot. We got a foot of snow in April last year. Like mm-hmm. what's to what's to say that's not going to happen again? So we want to wait until after the last big dumps of snow for sure. Um, but the the good guideline is wait until it's consistently fifty degrees Fahrenheit, daytime temperatures. Hmm outside or that's 10 degrees celsius for those of you living in countries where you use celsius (laughs) Celsius. basically everywhere else everywhere Anywhere outside the u.s i I was like you know we have so many listeners all over the planet perhaps i should start incorporating a little scientific (laughs) temperature here and there that's un-american they have to learn our way no (laughs) no no okay so what can you do right now? Well, if you if, if now is the only time you're going to have to do some of your spring cleanup, just do a gentle cleanup. We'll be gentle about it. Um, if you want to cut down and bundle sticks and stems, go ahead and do so and set them aside at the edge of your yard or like under a tree, wherever you have some room that you can just leave a bundle of sticks and twigs and stems. And that will let the insects that are inside finish up and escape once it's nice out. Uh, If you can wait until it's consistently 50 degrees every day, wait. If you cannot, you know, don't be super brutal about it. So the insects that are going to be living inside of hollow stems are things like your native bees, your little mason bee guys. Uh, lace wings, which are a beneficial hunter insect that will eat aphids and other bugs off of your plants, and um, tiny wasps that are actually little parasitic wasps. They're they're not the kind that can hurt you. These are kinds that maybe they lay their eggs uh, inside another insect, insect, that kind of thing. Yeah. So those are all great reasons to take it easy on your sticks, right? Hmm. So leaves, if you're going to rake your leaves, maybe just rake them into a pile somewhere and, you know, don't get too crazy about it because there's lots of things that live in leaf litter over the winter too, like ladybugs, luna moths, and lots of species of butterflies will make their cocoons um, inside of leaves like they'll kind of roll the leaf and create the mm-hmm. so they're camouflaged right now and they're all over places with lots of leaf litter hmm. so don't bag it up don't burn it uh, if you can move it to an out of the way place go for it but those are good reasons to not yet go crazy on your yard 
Um, you don't want to be working in your yard when your soil is soggy anyways. When, yep. when you're walking around on soggy soil, you're just causing compaction. So right now, all I've done in my yard is the dog owner's Easter egg pickup where you, <laughs> where you go outside. Everyone's and, a winner. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> so I had to clean up it. Oh my gosh. I had to clean up my dog's six months of waste in the backyard. And I'm glad that I did that because now I don't have to worry about her coming inside with yucky paws, mm. tracking it all over my house. But she's doing pretty good. She's a muddy girl. She's she's ready for a nice time outside as well. Um, okay, so things that you're going to be doing soon in your yard, if you're a yard master, a lawn master, you're going to wait to power rake and aerate the lawn until the grass is definitely out of dormancy and growing. So that should be, if you're doing your, your cool season lawn, that should be... Probably in a month. Mm. Yeah. But you don't want to power rake over all those leaves and stuff and just shred the bugs before before your butterflies can hatch. But are we talking about what, let's say if someone left all their leaves on the ground in the fall, uh-huh. would you say they should probably rake them up? Um, if you have leaves all over your grass, I would do a gentle rake yeah. up because you can trap moisture and create mm. a little like... Moldy pocket. A little moldy pocket. A little smothered pocket where light and air circulation are trapped out so you create an an anaerobic environment and make baldy spots in your lawn. And then baldy spots in your lawn are uh, just going to open you up to things that like to survive in extreme conditions. Yeah. So (laughs) plants that take advantage of a break in your in your sod, you know, that's all of all of your weeds. So, yeah, do a gentle rake. Get it out of the way. If you have to bag it up, maybe maybe uh, leave them like open and under a tree somewhere where things can get out later Mm. so you can get your butterflies still. (laughs) <laughs> but be gentle about it. But be gentle. Yeah, you're not okay. going to you're not going to aerate your lawn until your grass is definitely growing anyways cuz you want okay. your lawn to be able to heal after being cut like that. Mm. Um let me see. Oh, what can you plant right now? If you have if you're the kind of person that sows seeds, which you should be cuz it's the best way to get lots of plants for really inexpensive. Um you should check your seed packets for things that talk about so before last frost. Because last frost for zone four here mm-hmm. is like May 11th. Yep. So as much as we want to get outside and, and do everything right now, just because we've been starved of being outside, uh, we got to slow, we got to slow down and we'll ease into it. So now's a good time to be sowing some seeds indoors for transplant after last frost. And, um, now's a good time to keep your eyes open for spring bulb blooms, spring bulb blooms, spring bulb blooms. That's how, that's how I feel about spring cleanup friends. It's a good time. <laughs> Well, Dan, yeah, you said that you were looking into some trees. I was kind of interested yeah. in one of these trees, and you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll do a segment on that. Yeah, that's right. 
So tell me about the the tree. The noble cherry tree. The cherry tree. <laughs> <laughs> so there are a, um, I think the scientific term is load of <laughs> cherry tree species. There are so many, it's crazy. Uh, I'm getting over a cold. I don't know if you can tell. I'm hacking and You snoring. make weirdo sounds every episode. That's true. I make a lot of noises. Um, so anyway, there's two kinds of cherry trees. Uh, or two kinds of cherries, at least. There's the tart cherries and there's sweet cherries. Mm. So up here in the cold as balls, Minnesota, <laughs> uh, we are more likely to grow the tart cherry. It just does better in northern climates. A little hardier. Yeah, but if you're in zone like five plus, like uh, zone six or a seven or whatever, you are more than welcome to grow the sweet cherries because they should do just fine. Um, you want to plant your cherry trees at least like 15 to 20 feet apart, and they can't self-pollinate. So you have to get, not only do you have to get a couple trees, you have to get different varieties. Because if you get like three that are the same cultivar or the same like variety, they can't pollinate each other. Hmm. So you have to get different like compatible varieties of cherry trees. Are there any cherry trees that are self-fertile? I don't know. I do. There definitely are some that are self-fertile. But even with self-fertile trees, having an additional... The increased yield or something. Yeah. yeah. Having an additional cherry around of a different variety just helps you get baller yields. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. They definitely need full sun. Okay. Um, they do bloom very early in the spring. Mm-hmm. So they're very pretty, uh, especially at a time when there's not a whole lot else to look at in the spring. The cherry trees can be very, very pretty and very, like, stunning if you see, like, a big cherry tree in bloom or you see, like, a row of cherry trees. It's quite quite a thing. Um, The only issue is that, especially up here in Minnesota... um, if we have like a little bit of warm weather, like we have a little stretch of warm weather and then we get a frost later on, if the tree starts to bloom in that warm period and then we get like a hard frost, all those blossoms can die in that frost and then you won't get any fruit that year. No! No! Dang it. But you get it next year, you know, not the end of the world. And if you live in a warmer place where that's not a concern, good for you. <laughs> It's like, it's great for you. <laughs> enjoy it. Enjoy it. Eat those cherries all you like. Oh, man. I want a cherry um, tree in my yard. <laughs> you want two cherry trees. <laughs> I yes. do actually have a single cherry tree in my yard. Oh. It makes cherries. They always seem to, like, become cherries and then die, like, while I'm on vacation. It seems to, like, pick that week every year because I'm always like, I'm going to go out and pick the cherries. I'll be back in a week and a half. And it always seems to correspond with my, like, late summer vacation. Oh, and no. So one of these years I'll be home and get to take all the cherries. But. So what Nikki's telling us is she's going to give us directions on when to pick cherries while she's out of town. <laughs> yes, if you'd like to come pick cherries from my cherry tree, I also have a raspberry bush that gets lots and lots and lots of raspberries. Mm. Nice. And apparently rhubarb was discovered last year. <laughs> if you're interested in Patreon level of coming over to pick cherries from Nikki's yard, let us know. <laughs> 
That's well, a tier two reward. <laughs> we're, we are talking about doing a Patreon this year. We had to be determined. Uh, stay tuned on that one. We should do a raffle for like a tree or a, a favorite plant of ours or something. Okay. All right. We'll think about it. I'll, for, you, I'll forget that idea. So, do you well, have, good thing it's recorded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listeners, if you have any ideas on things you'd like to see happen out of your Verdant North team here, hit us up online we're, we're in all the places we'll, we'll send you a lock of dan's hair uh maybe we'll see, we'll see about that one i'm just gonna rip your beard out it's okay <laughs> <laughs> no just kidding well i'm excited to see where we get to go this year with verdant north uh, thank you so much for listening. You've got a whole episode here where we've got multiple cocktails, some talk about cleaning up your yard, some cherry tree stuff. I feel good about this episode. Randy, roll the credits. Uh, first, you want to get some shout outs? Didn't I do my shout outs? You did not. Day? You skipped them. You said you Let's did, but you out. did not say hi to Casey or our friend in Alabama. Oh, gosh. Hi, okay. Casey. So we have a friend, Casey, of South Dakota, who is our first supporter on co-fi you can find us uh by searching verdant north on co-fi and that's a way to uh buy us a beer buy us a coffee uh give us a little cash if you like what we do so that we can keep doing it this is season number three we've got 32 episodes out ish between seasons one and two and this year we are hoping to get on the 32 more (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna try and get on youtube we're gonna try and do some cool stuff so hey thanks for your support and we had some really awesome comments by new friend of the pod justin in alabama who said that he was gonna pour some drinks and listen to it with his wife and so hey we are grabbing our glasses and saying cheers cheers justin clink clink and wife Well, thanks, guys. We're back. And that's your first episode of Verdant North. Thanks for listening to Verdant North. Find us online at at verdantnorth.net. Find us on Twitter at Verdant North. And like us on Facebook by searching Verdant North. You can email us at verdantnorthteam at gmail.com. That, I'll pick that up again. VerdantNorthTeam at gmail.com. Listen to Verdant North on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Please like, rate, comment, and share the podcast. We are not on any networks. We do this ourselves. We're out of pocket, like we said. So please, any support you give us is extremely beneficial and helpful. If you would like to contribute to Verdant North, like Caroline said, you can donate to us at co-fi.com backslash Verdant North or search Verdant North on co-fi.com. I think we get agreed Kofi. I don't know. Yeah. Like a, you're drinking a Kofi? Yeah, I'm having a big old Kofi. Co-FI. Yep. Uh, contact Caroline with any questions through at Verdant North on Twitter. Uh, chat with Dan Hudson and see what his favorite cherry trees are on Twitter at, at Verdant Dan. And you can also find me on Twitter at Marlon underscore Rando. And I don't have Nikki's uh, social media outreach at this point on my phone for some reason. I don't know if you want to give it up yet. No, but it's all right. I don't actually have a Twitter because, um, okay. yep, that's a lot of complications. I do have an Instagram. Um, I don't have a Twitter. Yes, either. yep. It's, yes, you do. <laughs> or do you just not know the password? <laughs> I think I've logged in yep. once. Yeah, I do have an Instagram. Lots of pictures of my dog. It's N-A-C-K-I-R-M underscore 350. 
351, 315, something like that. I don't know. It's something. (laughs) The mystery will linger. (laughs) As always, a special thanks to Bree the Soft Cheese Edisted and Dewey Vu for graphic design. I left that up because I think that's pretty great all the time for uh, for Bree. Thanks again uh, for Corey Hartung. Happy birthday, Corey. And he's a he, infinite birthday man uh, for being our webmaster and making sure we are online. Uh, and as always, a thank you to Minneapolis band Prozac Rat and use, letting us use their Volcanus project for and their music. And as always, thanks for listening. And remember, it's okay. To it's kill all right plants. to kill the plants. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs>